the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let us pray this morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you. And we declare that you are our Lord. And we believe that Yeshua is our Messiah, the greatest gift to us who atoned for our sins, and we're blessed. And Father, we ask this day that you would strengthen us in our resolve to share your gift with others. So we bless you. We thank you. We ask, O Lord, that this time would be an anointed time where we would lift up the name Yeshua and you would draw all to you. We bless you and pray that you would receive the glory from everything we do. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, good morning. Today, I have a special challenge for you. Yep, my listeners. So listen up. Many of you have been listening for a while, and I've heard some nice remarks about my teaching. I appreciate that. I honestly do. However, today is a day that I'm going to ask you to apply what I'm teaching. So my program today is called Apply Messiah's Heart. I'm excited about bringing you this challenge as we soon will be in the Passover season. And for this reason, we'll continue to offer the book God's Appointed Times. I know a number of you have uh, asked for it. It's written by Messianic Rabbi uh, Barney Kasdan. And this book will take you through all the holy days in Leviticus 23, plus Hanukkah and Purim. Each chapter offers historical background, traditional Jewish observance, uh, relevance to the New Covenant, prophetic significance, and a practical guide for believers, including recipes, songs, and crafts. So we'll send this book out to you for a love gift of $25 or more. So 
Call our office at 813-831-5673 or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So let's begin this morning. It would be arrogant for myself to say I know the most important principle that is on the heart of Messiah. However, I believe it's fair to say that we will talk about what we're going to talk about today will be maybe in the top 10 of Messiah's heart. And it's something that you need to apply. It's something that you need to accomplish. First, let's look at Scripture. And we've looked at some of these Scriptures in the past, but you know, I want to lay a foundation for this challenge so that you will see that this is not my challenge, but this is, in a sense, God's challenge to you this morning. Matthew ten five says this, Yeshua sent out these twelve and ordered them, Do not go to the Gentiles, and do not enter into any Samaritan town, but go instead to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, are you getting it yet? <laughs> well, you got to wait and hear the challenge, right? Matthew fifteen twenty four says this, But Yeshua responded, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then there's Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. As you in the church hear this, does this raise questions in your mind are these scriptures disturbing you a bit? Maybe, maybe not. Now add to those scriptures that we just read two more, and I believe you will see what is in the heart of Messiah. First, we have Romans 9.1, which obviously is Paul's heart. I tell the truth in Messiah. I do not lie. My conscience assuring me in the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, that my sorrow is great and the anguish in my heart unending. For I would pray that I myself were cursed, banished from Messiah for the sake of my people, my own flesh and blood, who are Israelites. To them belong the adoption and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the Torah, and the temple services, and promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, the Messiah, who is over all God, blessed forever. Amen. Well, I think you have heard not only Yeshua's heart in the scriptures in Matthew, but now you've heard Paul's heart in Romans 1 and Romans 9, and we see that Paul's heart is that he is willing to give up, really, everything for his people to come to know Yeshua as their Messiah. And I believe that you're probably getting the idea of my challenge for you, 
But don't go away. I have some specific things that I'm going to ask you to do. Something that will allow you and I to partner together. So don't go away. Before we go to the challenge, let's get one more scripture to be the foundation of this challenge. So stay with me. This is a rather lengthy scripture, and I will try and put it together so you will be able to follow it. But of course, it would help if you had your Bibles out and you would turn to Romans 11. Now, here Paul is speaking on behalf of both the heart of God, obviously, and his own heart. And he tries to explain to those who were not Jewish about the Jewish people and their responsibility to the Jewish people. So let's start with verses 1 and 2 of Romans 11. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be, for I too am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he knew beforehand. So it's clear here that Paul is saying that the Jews haven't been rejected, even though as a group, as a larger group, they rejected Yeshua. And this is, of course, something that we've heard in the churches that God is finished with the Jewish people. So this, uh, Paul is speaking to that. Verse 5, so in the same way, talking about the remnant in Elijah's time, also at this present time, there has come to be a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. So what's happened is the God's chosen, the Jewish people, are a remnant and chosen because of God's grace, not because of works that they have done or they haven't done. All right? So in a sense, it's a little bit of a repetition as far as whether God has rejected the Jewish people. And, and of course, the answer is no. Verse 11. I say then, they did not stumble as to fall, did they? May it never be, but by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. Now, that's an amazing scripture to think about, isn't it? First of all, again, repetition, God is not finished with the Jewish people, even though for the most part they rejected Yeshua. Secondly, it says that salvation to the non-Jews resulted from the Jews rejecting Yeshua as their Jewish Messiah. So obviously, this is part of God's plan to come to the entire world. And so we see that salvation has come to the non-Jews in order to provoke Israel to jealousy. Jews are supposed to come back to Yeshua because of the Christians who are an example or speak into the lives of Jewish people. And so verse 11 is powerful. Let me read that to you once again. I say then, the Jewish people did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. 
But by their false steps, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. Okay. It continues, though. Verse 12. Now, if the Jewish people's sin or transgression leads to riches for the world and their loss, riches for the Gentiles, then how much more their fullness? So there are two things happening here. One is, again, repetition. The Jews' sin of rejecting Yeshua led to the riches of the world, which means that the world and the Gentiles had this opportunity to receive Yeshua. Secondly, how much more will their fullness be is talking about when they come back. So since they were part of the original, when they come back, there's going to be great fullness for the Jewish people. And in verse 13 and 14, we'll now read, But I'm speaking to you who are Gentiles insofar as I am an emissary to the Gentiles. I spotlight my ministry, if somehow I might provoke to jealousy my own flesh and blood and save some of them. Again, repetition of Paul's heart for his Jewish people from Romans 9. Verse 15, key scripture. For if their rejection leads to the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Okay, when Jewish people return to the Lord, it will be like life from the dead. There is going to be an amazing revival, and we've seen some of those revivals since 1948, haven't we? We've seen as, as Jewish people are reconciled, and we, we've seen this. It's an amazing thing. Also, remember... This concept from John 17, 20 and 21, when Yeshua says to the Father as he's praying, I pray in verse 20, I pray not on behalf of these only, but also for those who believe in me through their message, that they all may be one, meaning Jews and non-Jews. Just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, so also may uh, they may be one in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. The world is going to believe Yeshua sent, was sent by God when you and I, Jews and non-Jews, come together in unity, the one new man. Amen? So as we continue in Romans eleven seventeen, God gives us a picture of what he just taught us. In verse 17, it says, but if some of the branches were broken off for uh, off and you being a wild olive were grafted in among them and become partaker of the root of the olive tree with its richness well the wild olive branches are the gentiles the non-jews the natural olive branches are the jewish people in verse 18 it says do not boast against the branches meaning the natural branches but if you do boast, it is not you who support the root, but the root who supports you. Now, those scholars disagree about who the root is. I believe in context, it would seem like it is the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when Gentiles come into this tree, 
It, they are supported by the foundation of the Hebrew scriptures and the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this is an important understanding to know that you are supported this way. In verse 19, you will then say branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Verse 20, true enough, they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant but fear. Again, another warning to Christians, don't be arrogant. Fear. Listen to what this message is in verse 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it, to everyone? If God doesn't spare the Jews, why would he spare anybody? Okay, Verse 22, notice then the kindness and severity of God, severity towards those who fell, but God's kindness towards you. If you continue in his kindness, otherwise you too will be cut off. So Christians are to be kind towards Jewish people, otherwise they're going to be cut off as well. Verse 23, and they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. In other words, Jewish people, if they believe, will come back. For if you were cut out that which by nature is a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature, meaning the Gentiles coming into this cultivated olive tree, How much more will these natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? So the Jews are coming back, right? They are coming back to be believers. And um, it's exciting. So in verse 25, it says, For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery. Hey, let's stop here for a second. Everybody likes a mystery. So what is the mystery? Another warning before you get the mystery lest you be wise in your own eyes, that a partial hardening has come unto Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So in other words, don't be arrogant. Don't be ignorant of this mystery. What's the mystery? In Luke 21, 24, it says, they will fall, meaning the Jewish people, by the edge of the sword, be led away captive into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. 1948 was Israel, 1967, Jerusalem. And so in 67, we see that the blinders are beginning to come off the Jewish people, which is the beginning of the Messianic movement. This is so exciting. Look, we don't have much time, and I want to get to the challenge. So just look at verse 27. This is my covenant with the Jewish people when I take away their sins. And verse 29, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So what is my challenge to you? Especially those of you who have heard my teachings for a long time. I believe teachings are almost meaningless without applying them. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, here we go. So listen up. Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues and their congregants will have many, many, many Passover seders in the coming weeks. We will do demonstrations in churches. So if we're not coming to your church, ask the pastor to invite us. We do a wonderful demonstration. It will strengthen your faith in the Lord to see this kind of foundation. Have us 
be invited. We go all throughout the Tampa Bay, St. Pete, Lakeland, uh, Riverview area. So if you're hearing my voice, invite us. We will have satyrs also in our homes. We'll have special satyrs. As an example, we're going to have a satyr for interfaith couples, meaning a Jew who doesn't know the Lord and a either a Christian or a Gentile who doesn't know the Lord. So I'm asking you to take a moment now and think, who do you know who is Jewish and does not believe in Yeshua? How about a friend? How about a neighbor? A co-worker? A doctor? Your attorney? Your accountant? Write down their name. Do it right now, would you please? And then contact them and ask them if they would like to go to a Passover Seder this year. If they say yes, here's what we would like to find out. If they are an interfaith couple, we'd like them to go to the interfaith Seder and we'll invite them. If they are in, in, not an interfaith, if you will give us their approximate age, profession, and where they live, we'll try and find them a suitable Seder for them near where they are. The key is for you to partner with us so that we can invite your Jewish friends or people you know to a Passover Seder. If you'd like to attend with them, let us know that too. Here's a great opportunity for us to partner together. This is an amazing opportunity for you to respond to the heart of Messiah. Look, we've reviewed the scriptural foundations for doing this. The greatest gift you can give a Jewish person is to introduce them to the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. And the way to do this is so often done at Passover Seders, which all Jews know about. God has to touch their heart, but our job is to introduce them to it, to make the first steps known. And we want them to believe and understand and know Yeshua. So here's the challenge. Would you please call or email us and let us know, Jewish people, that we can contact either through you or separately. We'll do it any way you'd like. Please email me today at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call Karen at 813-831-5673. That's our office number. Again, let me repeat it. Email me at rabbi at heart. Of, uh, did I say shereshdavid.org? Well, you can do that too. It's rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Either one of those will be great. Probably heart of Messiah is easier to spell, don't you think? So rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. And you can call our office and speak to Karen at 813-831-5673. Well, it's time to close. We're going to have a great message, I believe, next week. I have something special again planned for you. The key here is for you and I to partner together for God's glory. Amen? It's a great opportunity. 
please join us. And don't forget that we are offering this book uh, for $25 as well, which will tell you all about the holidays or the appointed times, God's appointed times. So please, again, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I look forward to hearing from you, and I believe that as we do these things, you are taking on the heart of Messiah. So let us go today together and labor for what God's heart is. I thank you. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.